Good morning, listeners, and welcome to day 379 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, joined today by Dr. Rosalind Clark. Due to today's topic of discussion, I feel no doubt that she is going to be using the phrase, I told you so, at some point today. You're probably right, but why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners about the letter? Okay, so last night sometime, a letter showed up outside the fence from someone named Harold, or at least that's how they signed it. The letter said, Honestly, Dr. Clark, is this a good idea? I get that we're going to come down against what this person is suggesting, but I really don't want to give them any publicity at all. I understand, Max, but I think we have to knit this in the bud, and I don't know any other way to do it. You don't have to read the letter verbatim, but I think we need to give the listeners a general idea so that we can make our position clear. Fine. The letter starts out being very complimentary of my theories regarding how the zombies got created, At first, I found it flattering, but then the author suggested a theory of their own that I'm still grappling with a little. Their idea is that the first zombie, patient zero, if you will, wasn't actually a person at all, but was instead a golem. For those listeners not familiar with the golem legend, it comes from a Jewish folklore. A golem is a humanoid clay figure that has been brought to life by someone close to divinity. In the earliest descriptions, it is said that the golem can be brought to life by forming a Shem, which is any one of the names of God. The Shem is inscribed on a piece of paper, and it's put inside the mouth or on the forehead of the golem, bringing it to life. Depending on the specific story or tradition, the golem will be completely obedient to its creator. The writer then launches into some pretty grossly offensive ideas with this theory. The letter goes on, in language I would not care to repeat, whether on the air or not, that the entire zombie situation is a Jewish conspiracy, which is presumably where they pulled the whole golem theory from. It's just this person trying to pin blame for the zombies on the Jewish people, and frankly, I'm disgusted. We both are. Some of my theories can be a little out there, but this is ridiculous even by my standard. I want to go through the practical problems with it first, and then we'll get back to the main point. First... There are no known accounts of there being any association between golems and zombies. Even in pop culture, they were two completely different things. Separate things. Occasionally, some video game might have them be monsters that could fight each other, but they come from two completely different traditions and are two completely different entities. Second, golems, being made out of clay, typically don't have teeth. People are turned into zombies by being bitten by a zombie. No teeth means no ability to bite. The whole thing is stupid. It's more than stupid. It's actually reprehensible. Which brings me back to the main point. Listeners, I maintain that my theories are a valuable mental exercise despite the fact that Dr. Clark consistently warns me about this kind of thing. But this isn't what I had in mind. This is no time to start casting blame and reaching out for wild theories that serve no other purpose than to vilify entire groups and incite divisiveness. We've seen throughout history that people love to find someone else to blame for their troubles, and we've seen the horrifying actions people will take to exact their form of justice on anyone different from them in in the name of justice. We're better than that. And if we're not, we need to be. Listeners... The lack of validity of Max's theories notwithstanding, he's right. As much as I wish he'd find something else to do with his time, 
At no time is he trying to place blame on a group based on their religious or cultural beliefs. Max, for all of his other faults, at least tries to stick to observable evidence. Yes, he tends to overlook critical detail, but he at least starts with an idea that isn't blatantly offensive. Thanks, I think. That said, this is a natural consequence of this wild stabbing in the dark that you insist on doing all the time. When you allow for irresponsible conjecture, then the conjecture is going to get more irresponsible the longer it goes on. And there's the I told you so. I did tell you, Max. I've been telling you all year that these wild theories of yours were going to cause trouble. And now here we are. Well, with luck, maybe this will be an isolated incident. Listeners, please be better than this. And to Harold, if you had the courage to sign your real name, I urge you to reconsider this idea and not spread it around. Everyone from every background needs to pull together if we're going to get through this. We're seeing it in the diverse populations in the communities. Nobody gets turned away from Deerfield, just as one example, because of race, culture, creed, or any other reason apart from a visible zombie bite. And even those folks are given counseling about what they want to happen to them after they turn. A little food to keep them going until they succumb, some water, and the option to stay in a small shelter outside the walls if they want. I didn't know that. They just implemented it recently. It's a really good idea. I can fill you in on the rest of the details about it later, but for now, we need to wrap it up for the day. Okay. Maybe we can talk about it on the air another day. Absolutely. Okay, listeners, again, please. Now's the time for banding together. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark. We say this every day, but really, now more than ever, take care of each other.